<laughs> we'll try our best. <laughs> Quick five minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Basil Almadi, welcome to the show. I am very, very happy to have you here. How are you today? Uh, I'm great. Thanks for having me, Abdul Halim. I'm very, very happy to have you here. Uh, could you please introduce your, your, yourself? Could you tell us more about yourself, please? Uh, my name is Basil Madi. Uh, I'm a CG journalist and crowd technical director. Uh, I was born and raised in Syria, and I started working on uh, CG in general uh, from 1999, which like more than 20 years, and uh, I'm still doing that until now. Wow, tw 20, 20 years already. You look young. You look young. More. <laughs> Well, I am young, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, you, yeah. you was born on the keyboard <laughs> or, or mouse? It basically, yeah. No, I'm st I, start, I start really early. I start really early. Like, uh, uh, I, I was a teenager uh, when I started working on this. Ah, okay, that's great. Amazing. So, uh, tell us more about your background. Are you, are you originally from Syria? Well, uh, originally I was born in Syria, but my father uh, was born in, in Palestine. And in 1948, uh, what we call a Nakba, mm -hmm. when all Palestinian families just um, uh, basically thrown away out of their homes, uh, my grandfather and his family uh, uh, immigrate. They took asylum in Syria, and they thought they're gonna get back in 15 days. Uh, but what's happened is like here I am. <laughs> Uh, my father was days. only three years back then. Yeah, 15 days. Imagine that. Uh, so yeah, my father so was like 70 years. years. 70 years now, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's several generations now. I mean, I'm probably the youngest one in the, in the second generation. Most of my, uh, my, uh, most of my friends who's like Palestinian from the same age are third generations. I mean, which means their, their parents were born in Syria. But my, my late father was uh, born, born in, uh, in, uh, in Palestine in, uh, I think in 1945. So he, he, was, he was like three years when he got here to Syria. He mm -hmm. always told me that he only remembered the bus that took them from, uh, from Palestine and, uh, and get them here to Syria. It, it must be frustrating to, to think that you, you might, it's like you're going for like a short period of time and like... Yeah, that's... Uh, that's to be honest. Uh, it's a it's a human catastrophe, and it's it's a human shame. I don't want to get into politics, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. Of course we won't. But no. it's it's a it's a it's a yeah. It's a it's a it was a complete disaster for everyone. Uh, they actually thought, actually, some of them <laughs> left some food in the in the in the attic or in the basement, <clears throat> so it can be ready when they get back. Oh wow! <laughs> Believe it or okay, not, yeah, they're yeah. like. Uh, yeah, they went for like uh, basically a vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, they had this illusion that they're gonna get back in, in 15 days, and surprisingly, it's it's uh, it's been 70 years, and and there's I don't know. I mean, there might be a hope for 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 a solution. Yeah, it's a long. Time. My mother is Syrian. Uh, my father just uh, he was he 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 completely he completed his. Uh, his education here and start working and he married my mother my mother is syrian mm -hmm. and uh we we lived in unfortunately they they got separated a couple of years and uh, i settled down with my mother in a city called duma in syria 
uh, after the the events after the war we like moved on to uh, a more safe area in what, in the what center do you mean, of which Damascus. War? sorry which war are you talking about i'm talking about the last events in syria from ah, 2011. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah i'm going a little bit ahead uh, yeah so we settled down in in uh, in the center of damascus in a, a place called uh, dumar project yeah and uh we're still here <laughs> but so I'm just I'm just curious now since you since you mentioned that your mother is from Syria so because from from for instance in Europe if one of your parents is European let's say if your mother is from Switzerland or your father is from Spain you straight away inherit one of those nationalities right how is it in in, yeah. in, in Syria is it the same no unfortunately it doesn't go uh, like that I will have to admit, uh, as Palestinian in Syria, you have like 95% of all Syrians' rights. I have to, I have to like be fair about that. Mm -hmm. But in Syria, you won't take uh, a Syrian nationality unless it was the mother nationality. In other words, ah, um, uh, so your father you has to be Syrian, otherwise you won't be able to to be uh, exactly. I mean, Syrian citizen. Exactly. Exactly, and not just that. I mean, you cannot, for example, um, like if you're talking about UK or US, if you went to this country and stayed for a long time, stayed yeah. for enough time, depending on the on the laws of this country, eventually you will take the citizenship. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, your son could probably uh, uh, run for presidential. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, that's it, true. It's more like a company. It's more like a company. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in, in, in most of our words, okay, it doesn't go like that. Citizenship is really complicated to take it over your original citizenship. For political reasons, a lot of complications. So in Syria, you have to be, it's allowed to have two nationalities, but the first nationality need to be Syrian. Okay. So you cannot come from UK, let's say, and spend enough time in Syria and then granted the, the Syrian nationality. That's not possible. Mm -hmm. So no, there wasn't, there wasn't, um, uh, there wasn't an option for me to get a Syrian nationality based on my mother's citizenship. And, and inside Syria, that wasn't a lot of problem. Again, Palestinian in Syria have like 95% of the, of, the, of the rights. They can be minister, Palestinian minister, as far as I know. But uh, when it comes to visa, it's a little bit more complicated. I mean, it's become complicated even for Syrian, but for Palestinian, it's... It's two layers of complications over each other to like travel around and, okay, and wow. get outside the border to other countries. So if I understood well, yeah, you have so mm -hmm. you were, you were you was born and grew up in Syria, but you have a Palestinian passport. You you're not allowed to have a Syrian passport. It's not even a passport. It's it's more of a travel document. Ah, okay. Uh, so you don't. It's yeah, it's not like a Palestinian yeah. passport. It's like okay, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. The normal situation here for all Palestinian is to have a travel document which basically do nothing to travel, especially on these days. So it's like more, um, I mean, it's, it's practically useless in the, in, the, in the surrounding countries. But it's, it's recognized, I think, on the other countries like Europe uh, and, and US and uh, I think if I'm Canada, not wrong, I think, I think but, it's, they have no problem. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Excuse me. Yeah, no, nothing. I just want to say that I, 
the problem is always on the on the surrounding country for some reasons because of the political and, the neighbors. and, and uh, okay. problems. Yeah, exactly. But I think uh, that travel documents is is valid in in every country, every other country. And I went to to like, I went to UK, I went to to Turkey, I went to like, uh, UAE. Even even Gulf, there's a problems, but. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's it's not a good passport. It's not a good travel document, yeah, to say the least. So, how easy it is to get a visa to travel to, n n I mean, countries uh, around you. I don't know if you decide to go well, to uh, Lebanon, for instance, or Morocco, or yes, well, it's not a nearby country. Yes. But, uh, yes. Now, after the war, uh, after two thousand eleven, the the major problem is that. Uh, all embassies uh, left Syria, so if you want to do any any papers, you have to go to Lebanon. For example, if you want to go to, let's say, uh, Canada, mm -hmm. you have to go to the Canadian embassy in, in Lebanon or to the where, where you submit, I don't know if they are using the same system as UK, where you submit papers. But anyway, you have to go there. You have to do the, the, the if you have an English proof, let's say you want an IELTS exam, mm -hmm. which is something I did. You have to also go to Lebanon. Now the problem is, uh, as Palestinian, as for Palestinian, it also comes to Syrian, but Palestinian is really hard. You have to have a cause, a real, real important cause, so they can let you cross the borders. So let's say I want to do an English proof. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to go to the borders and <clears throat> I have to show them the papers of an English proof. And of course, it's up to them to get let me in. It's not it's not like a law that you have to get him in. Yeah, no, yeah. it's up to them. But usually, they did before, so you have to so see that. You and mean it's that, up they, to the Liban to Lebanese like authorities? The yeah, I have to. Yeah, I have to cross the borders to do the IELTS exam mm -hmm. or to submit my papers to the embassy. Mm -hmm. Okay, in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to do those papers in Lebanon. So I have to go submit, give the papers to, to the borders and tell them like, hey, I have an appointment tomorrow, okay, on this embassy. And I ha or I have an appointment for my IELTS exam uh, like tomorrow also. So I have to get in. So uh, what they are going to do is uh, they are going to give me, if they allow me, 24 hours pass, okay. I have to wait like four hours on the borders so they can make up their minds. Okay. <laughs> and then they're going to give me like 20, 24 hours Okay, which I have to go sleep the night because I don't have time to do this this on the same day. Mm -hmm. I have to sleep the night, go first thing in the morning, do everything I have, and get back before this twenty four hours finished. Unless wow, I do that's, that, that's if I if I yeah if if I got late and it's actually it's it's been a lot of problem for me. Last time I went to UK, <clears throat> it wasn't that problem for the company uh, for NPC because they only like get the appointments and everything. I have to do like that hard hard work. So uh, if I was late on the 24 hours, if something happened, which was the case last time, mm -hmm. and I was like late for a couple of days, uh, if I left the border before settling down this uh, late days with the, with the security in Lebanon, I will probably get banned from getting into Lebanon, wow, which means okay. no paper in the future, which means no, no getting into planes in the future, because uh, there's also... Uh, very, very little commercial oh, flying so from Damascus. Oh, so you would Damascus. be banned if from you, traveling? I will be banned from going, getting into Lebanon, which means that I won't be able to get any papers or uh, any flights done. 
Yeah, yeah. You so you won't you won't point? be able to go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's a very uh, I I can go from Syrian airport, but the Syrian commercial flights goes like to a very very limited uh, places. Like it's it's gonna be extremely hard. Mm -hmm. But again, I can't do the papers to go. So it's a very delicate balance that I have to do my I have to do myself in order to like uh, guarantee that everything goes smoothly and and the whole the whole trip goes right. So yeah, it's it's very hard. It's it was hard before, but now after the war, it's 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 extremely hard. It's really hard. At least for me. Again, NPC, uh, the company that hired me back then, or any other company, they just uh, uh, they just uh, uh, arranging the paper and taking the appointments, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, they, they don't have to like take care about this but uh, for me I have to do like I have to go and and, and check my my time and and how I'm going I'm going to get there and balancing everything yeah so yeah you're doing the hard work actually because you have to yes, provide yes, the papers yes, yes. and you have to go to Lebanon to submit for they, the they visa. will take the appointments and they will yeah yeah they will deal with it like a normal person but I'm the one who have to wait on the borders for four hours per se yeah, yeah. you see this is uh, this is the problem yeah. yeah, but if, let's say, what happens if uh, uh, the Lebanese authorities don't grant you or allow you to, to enter the country? What happened then? You, you won't be able to, to have the visa, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Basically, if, uh, if the guy on Lebanese borders like, didn't like your, how you look, he might not get you in there. I won't say it happened. I mean... If you have, when I had like a, a, a right reason, they let me in, okay? Mm -hmm. But uh, they have the authority, and that's not on the Lebanese borders only. I mean, even if even if you have a visa to America, okay, and you went there, and the 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 the, the guy on the border, the guy on the airport, uh, he have the rights, at least at the, in theory, to not not get you in, even if you have a visa in your hand. I think you, you you might probably know about this in the yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a matter of security yeah but uh, in the the Lebanese borders it's um, they, they are more strict I mean they I mean when I get, when I finally got my visa and I'm and I'm leaving the borders to 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 go to uh, to the airport I need mm -hmm. to get to airport in Beirut in order to get to UK they took my passport and start looking at it with the magnifying glass <laughs> just to, 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 I don't know what they're looking for. I mean, it's a sticker, and it's a, it's a right visa on the right passport. But like, it's probably because the UK visa is like one of the hardest to get. Yeah, yeah. And it's it almost me. it's almost impossible. I didn't hear anyone here in Syria got a working visa to UK. So it's like, um, so it felt like it's something unique. Like you have to check. Yeah, it's unbelievable for them. So they had to double check or triple check to yeah, make sure. Yeah, they're looking that for a reason. It's not a fake one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, could you, yeah, could you tell us how, how? So if it's, so when you get the visa, so when when you you get the visa from the UK visa, let's say to to come to work in the UK, how? So where 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 was the visa stamp? So you had the passport, or it was just on the travel document? You you were you you was I mean you had the the visa stamp. You mean in Lebanon? You mean when I got yeah, the visa so here? Yes, basically in Yes, mm -hmm. yes well, uh, I did the, the, the English test first. It's mm -hmm. called the English proof. It's basically the IELTS exam. Do you remember what and type of back. visa you had back then? 
Uh, I think it's tier... I don't remember. It's tier, tier something. Tier 2, probably? I'm not sure. It's a working visa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. It's fine. No, it's, it's not a problem. One of the things is that, I, for example, if I, when I went to the ALS exam, uh, a couple of days or, or three days before I go, I, I found out that this, the, the ALS exam is multiple, multiple tasks. It's mm -hmm. not one exam. You have the reading, speaking, uh, uh, writing, and, uh, and hearing, mm -hmm. listening, listening. Yeah, uh, so it, I found out that the speaking exam could happen a few days after it's separated. Okay. So I immediately contact them and tell them, look, I have 24 hours. It had to be on the same day. So uh, they managed to like squeeze that speaking exam after I finished my other exams, uh, like a couple of hours or so. So that, well, that could be a problem. Uh, but the biggest problem is when I went to submit my papers mm -hmm. uh, on the submission office, uh, after I give them my papers and all, they told me that uh, we need to keep your passport to get the stickers on it, to get mm -hmm. the, the, the entry sticker on it. So I told them that's impossible. It's going to take like 15 days. I told them I, it's impossible. I have to get back uh, in, a couple, in a couple of hours, in a few hours. Today I have to get back. So they told me, uh, sorry, we can't do anything about it. We have to keep your passport. Or you have to purchase uh, a special service called the uh, Bypass Passport. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told them, okay, I'll buy it. I said, no, you have to buy it through ATM. And I didn't have a... We don't use ATMs and credit cards a lot here in Syria. It's not, it's not, a, it's not common. It's only for like uh, people who work on, on merchandise and have to like send money uh, back and forth. So I had this amazing problem and they told me they have to schedule another, another appointment even if it's uh, within that day. But this appointment is canceled because you failed to submit your papers. And it was raining heavily outside, so it was like completely uh, desperate for me. Like, so a guy there, um, a janitor, he just whispered in my ears and told me there's someone down have a library. Uh, he can help you with that. He he help people on that. So I got downstairs and found this library by this guy. I told him I want to um, I want to buy this this uh, service. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, and I don't have a card, I will give you cash and you will buy it for me. He said, fine, this is what I do. And he charged like, I think over 50% more. Oof. So, yeah, of course, <laughs> you can see that I'm willing to pay. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he, that's his job, I'm telling you, that's what you do for a living. Okay. Owning uh, a credit card. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so... So I... I, I uh, we found people worse than banks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so I managed to schedule the another appointment and paid for it and paid for the passport, uh, pay pass. And again, it was raining a lot and <laughs> they took my... They, it, it went good, but it was always like... It, it almost failed like... Uh, it was like really the roughest uh, moment on, the, on that visa process. So uh, I went upstairs and they took my picture and, and that picture can like tell the story <laughs> rather than words. <laughs> yeah, eventually it went, it went fine. Uh, the, the thing is, there's a few things I have to like be attention to in the next time, if there was a next time, like to, to make sure that uh, this service, uh, to keep my passport with me is, is there when I, before I go and submit the papers. 
Uh, after that, I sent someone with my passport when they called me, like the sticker is fine, it's ready to, to, to put in your passport. I sent someone with my passport, uh, they put the sticker on, he got the passport from me, and I'm surprised that it's, it's, uh, it's, it wasn't valid anymore, they, they did a they mistake, it was valid for only 24 hours. Oh. So uh, I told them, yeah, I called them, the HR called them, like, what, what's going on? And they like apologize. And after like 15 days, they called me back uh, with, the, with the right stickers. So there was a lot of uh, difficulties, but uh, I think we managed to do it at the end. Again, it's, it's, uh, it's more of, doing, of knowing the right procedures and uh, some luck. Uh, but it's, for me, it was like uh, a hard process, yeah. How we, so, how, so this is not the, the let's say, the hardest uh, procedure to get a visa to go somewhere. I mean, I mean, from your perspective, how is it to go to, I don't know, to Turkey, for instance, is, is the visa hard to look, get or? No, it's look, it's, I got to Turkey, but uh, the circumstances was different. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I was in UK when I applied to visit. Ah, yeah, I see now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I'm in UK. Uh, the requirement of the visa is very simple because they require a bank account um, uh, saying that you are a regular, you are an employee at some, at some uh, establishment. Mm -hmm. You have uh, a salary gets every month. So uh, that will, sell, will solve everything. For Turkey, it, the problem is not uh, a prejudice against a certain uh, nationality. It's a problem of procedure. Yeah. Okay. So if I want to have a visa from Syria, I don't have a bank. We don't deal in in bank accounts here. Okay. Unless it's you are only a cash, commercial actually. person working. Exactly. It's only cash. Unless you are merchandise who like have an account. We don't deal on that. And even if you are merchandise, you merely using this bank to like store money. Uh, and if you want to 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 wire it somewhere, it's basically within Syria. It's hard to wire it to. To, to outside Syria, it's it's a, it's more more of a very special procedure rather than being a common thing like the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So um, when I applied to Turkey, um, uh, I applied from UK uh, a visa, a normal visa, and I went to Turkey, and it's uh, absolutely was fine. But when I applied for uh, um, a residence, uh, it's called two residence in visa. It's basically. Um, it's not a visit, it's not a visit visa, it's a residence, residential visa. You can apply it there easily if you have a passport. Mm -hmm. But I have some pro I faced some problem there because um, I didn't have a passport. This is, wasn't uh, considered, as, as, uh, considered as a passport. This was a travel document. So they told me that they might not be able to do it, so I talked to them a little bit more. And after back and forth discussion, they said, okay, we're going to get it back to the to the main security and they're gonna probably get us a respond in a month or so mm -hmm. so after a month luckily they got me the visa and uh, I was able to stay in Turkey for a few months also I had some business to do so you see there's uh, multiple problems that uh, the type of your of your of your uh, passport which is not a passport it's a document travel mm -hmm. uh, the place where you are living which is Syria which could could propose a, a security threat to some countries like this guy is coming from from Syria like recently uh, if you're coming from Syria you're not allowed to enter uh, US period 
no matter what what's the circumstances. Yeah, I see. And there's also the problem that there are no uh, national uh, organization. There's no UN. There's no embassies here in Syria. It's that's actually why I told you on the comment that I was really related to the situation in Gaza in your first episode with Muhammad. Yeah. I understand that situation. I mean, th their situation is probably more severe. Uh, but like this is like the whole case. You are uh, living in a in a very uh, special area, and and no one is is willing to consider your case and 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 make it a little bit easier for you. You have to do everything with with the with the normal laws, and no one is like considering that you can you, you will probably no, need more than twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get it's there a, it's and exceptional get uh, situation. You you need ex exceptional <coughs> measures. Exactly. For ex ex exceptional exactly, situations, exactly. but yeah, uh, you you feel like uh, yeah, I think you feel like you're living in an open air prison, right? Yes, that's uh, that's a very good good way to describe it. That's a very good good way to describe it. Um, I mean, there are no rights to travel for Palestinian in general, and I think uh, the Palestinian in Lebanon have also some pro way way worse problem than this. Mm -hmm. uh, just because they're Palestinian. Yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, yeah. It's related to many, many, many issues. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's move on. And now now we're gonna start the question. Something <laughs> something less grim. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? So far? Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, Amazing. great, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, you have lived through a war. Uh, how did that affect you personally, uh, especially in your career choice? Did you experience any impact on that? Well, uh, well, I would say well, war affects us all. I mean, in, in all aspects, but um, the effect was a, a little bit less because I was in my thirties. <clears throat> so uh, sorry. So um, mm -hmm. it wasn't like I'm trying to to get into a new career and I found I always I was already like uh, you could call me a veteran. I was like more than ten years experience. But the thing is, in your thirty, it's time to settle down. So you either start your own business or uh, you join a big company and you go in into like uh, <clears throat> uh, ranks in it. Mm -hmm. So uh, what 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 war did is um, everything stopped. I mean, rather than start uh, reaping what you or harvest what you have uh, what you have done in the last years, uh, you're back into zero square and start looking for surviving because mm -hmm. uh, we 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 basically uh, we left our our city home. Uh, there's. There's a lot of declining on the currency, which means uh, you're losing your money uh, on a continual basis. And uh, so, so suddenly, rather than thinking about the future, you're thinking Sorry, about you have surviving. Inflation. Uh, inflation. Of course, it's you know, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, the the Syrian lira uh, was uh, worthing uh, worth less than fifty dollars. In 2010, it was like uh, 45 to 48. Oh wow! Okay. Now it's yeah. Now the now I'm no, no, sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's the other way. Dollar was worth 
was worth uh, like 50 liras or 56 lira, one dollar. One dollar and 56 <coughs> lira, wow. Yes, in 2010. Now, one dollar is 3,200 lira. Oof. So, yeah, exactly. And it uh, actually, it peaks to over 5,000. Uh, I think they did some measures to like uh, uh, cool it down a little bit. But uh, uh, lira is in, in, uh, in continuous declining. That's a big problem. So a lot of people lost mm -hmm. their money and, and everything becomes very expensive. So as I mentioned, you stop thinking about uh, settling down and, 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 and harvest what you have and experience and everything, doing your own business and whatever that, and you start thinking about surviving this, this, this uh, era that you don't know when it's gonna end. This is a major problem. We, we can't see mm -hmm. uh, the end of this yet. So, uh, <clears throat> so it was an impact on, on, on this. Luckily, alhamdulillah, I didn't lose any member of my family in this war. There's a friend of mine who's, uh, who's, who disappeared in 2013. This is probably um, the biggest loss. It was a dear friend. Hopefully, inshallah, one day he will mm. get out. But like for me, I would say I would have like the best situation possible here. Alhamdulillah, that's that's thanks God. It's just uh, a bless. And I continue like working more and more on my experience. Uh, I start I start focusing more on crowd simulation, which is something that's really uh, got me into uh, the, the 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 international work. Whether it was like working on on AAA movie or uh, doing some tutorials. So it had an impact, but it was reduced. So, so sorry to interrupt. So, were you was you was at that period, or when let's say the war uh, broke up? Did did the was you working like remotely, or was you freelancing with a company abroad, or you you still had an industry? Well, surprisingly. When the world, when the when the war starts, uh, I was in Syria and my work was in Syria. I I still getting some projects sometimes from Gulf because uh, Syria before the war uh, was a house of animation in the Arab world. I mean, we wasn't that good before war. I mean, the the, the we still have all the kind of problems that third world have it, uh, but. Um, uh, the people were working and there's a lot of amazing talents here who can do a lot of things out of nothing, okay? Uh, so there was some animation mm -hmm. company on the rise, the VFX was in, was in the rise, the Syrian drama was in the rise, uh, uh, and uh, mm -hmm. we were starting like, to do something. But uh, after, after 2011, uh, as I mentioned, which is something surprising for me, uh, I start inter entering the like the, the the international market, if we can like call it like that, with those few projects that I did uh, by getting mm -hmm. into crowd simulation uh, because this 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 kind of mm -hmm. which actually I, I I kind of planned for that because uh, I always thinking like what's the ticket to get an offer from a big company or get into international market? We are excluded. Mm -hmm. Europe is filled with talents. Mm -hmm. US is filled with talents. Uh, and they might not need to go outside these borders. So what's the, 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 the plan? How am I do it? So um, I start working on crowd simulation 
And it's, I took inspire, inspiration also from the need in, in the historical Syrian drama. It was on the rise. And at the same time, Hollywood have this uh, also, uh, the historical movies was on the rise. Movies like uh, 300, like uh, Troy, like mm -hmm. The Lord of the Rings. It starts with, I think, um, Braveheart. Uh, you will see that uh, inflation in, in historical movies. So uh, everyone was asking like how... Yeah, it's true because we, we had the... Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah, sure, we had sure. uh, Braveheart then. Then, uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings and uh, Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven. Those are exactly. all historical movies that require... Exactly, and it was all something new. I mean, uh, back then I have some experience. I was, I've been working for years and me and my friends, like we know how to like create a characters. We know like, like how, okay, this is fur, this is, this is we, we render using this. We don't have the full picture with details, but we know the basics. But when it comes to crowds, we all like stood like, mm -hmm. this, is, this is new, how they do that. It was like the next thing because actually the first crowd shots was I think in 2001 with the first Lord of the Rings. And so it's, it's relatively something new. So I figured myself mm. if I could master this new thing, rare thing, then I'll probably start to get attention from outside. And it's actually that's what happened. And surprisingly it happened within the time of war. So it was a really good help uh, to support that. So uh, to compensate the, 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 the inside a bad situation in, in currency and work and mm -hmm. uh, the whole declining and everything. Uh, I started mm -hmm. to get this channel outside from like uh, to, keep, to do some tutorials, to work on, on, on a movie. Uh, I started to get offers and uh, surprisingly, my applications start to get notice from the HR. <laughs> so Bessel, you, you was working at MPC uh, as a crowd TD, right? Correct. Crowd technical director. That's right. Yes, and then you you worked at, uh, on Lion King. Exactly. Okay, and then uh, and then you decided to go back home, mm -hmm. to go to go back to Damascus, right? That's correct. That's correct. Why is that? What's the reason? Why you, you did not? Did you? It's like it's like you did not want to stay, or is there any particular reason why you had to go back home? Well, we we. When I got to NPC, our my contract wasn't that wasn't that long. I mean, we all, if unless you are a lead, you you will get a short term contracts and it might extend later on. So uh, I finished my contract with NPC. I didn't like uh, leave before it's it's completed. The question in that you might ask, why didn't I stay in UK? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell you the truth, my intention when I went to UK is to never get back. I actually packed my workstation with me and I was like doing some preparation to get my family and all this. Mm -hmm. But uh, I won't get into a lot of details, but a family matter uh, appeared and that family matter uh, put me in a hard, in a difficult choice. Uh, mm -hmm. And I decided to prioritize my family and uh, choose to get back to uh, Damascus. It's a family matter. I won't be able to get a lot into okay. details with this. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. No, no. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, yeah. fine. So in the future, when and if this chance arise again, and that could happen, uh, I will take it as a, as a contract. Like I go, take my experience, uh, get paid, see a new country and then get back again. Unless like something uh, change that will allow me to, to like uh, solve this issue. So it's, it's a, basically okay. a family matter. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, how is the film, game, or creative industry 
doing in Syria nowadays? Well, uh, it's, it's bad actually. It's bad. People love love uh, video games and love movies. Uh, we, I mean, before two thousand eleven, as I mentioned, there were some really good seeds of uh, of a nice industry, even with the, with a the very limited resource and with the problems we have in Syria. But after two thousand eleven, uh, uh, it become. I mean, life becomes more of a surviving. VFX and animation became like a luxury that uh, a lot of people here cannot afford. I'm talking about audience and I'm talking about artists. If you want to talk mm -hmm. about audience, uh, people love to watch movies. There's, there isn't much of theaters here. They, we probably have one decent cinema here in Damascus. And now it's, it's uh, not much people going to watch movies because it's becoming very expensive in theater. So uh, you mean now because of the war? Now because, because of the, the, the... Yeah, we have, again, mm -hmm. we have two, two layers of difficulties. The first layer is uh, the, the country itself. Okay, the, the limited resources, that before the war. But we were trying to do something. Some people uh, made their mind that they don't want to leave the country, they don't want to go to Gulf. They want to stay and try to build something. And, and, and again, because of my family uh, issue, I, I, by the mm -hmm. way, I worked on, on, uh, on Dubai for uh, a couple of years. And I went back for the same reason. Uh, we decided to like, stay and see what's the possibility here. And we start to build something, actually. But after the war, all these hopes were vanished. Uh, and all the, the artists, uh, especially the veterans one, left Syria, mm -hmm. uh, some for Turkey, some for Europe. And the only people who stayed here uh, are mostly the people who, are, who have like really urgent reasons uh, to stay. Like they are... Uh, they have responsibilities again uh, in, in, in for their families. I mean, families like mm -hmm. their parents. Says they can't leave the country, or they have like some business that they cannot build anything outside. So uh, after 2011, unfortunately, 90% uh, of, uh, of 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 the work of VFX or animation and the artists were were vanished. So uh, it, it's a tough time, and I don't know where where it's going to end. I don't know when it's going to yeah, end, really. Yeah, that's a shame because if, if my uh, my memory is, is correct, I think at some point in Syria, you guys were producing like uh, 91 TV series a year or something like that. Like that's correct. Year. That's correct. That not it's mentioned. Un unbelievable. I think it's the yes. most productive. Uh, uh, drama in the Middle East with with very with very low with very low uh, resources. I'm telling you, I have yeah, been yeah, there. Yeah, I've done that like firsthand. Very low resources. Uh, we got some great uh, directors and the, and the animation industry. I keep going into that because I worked in both. It was also on the rise. There were like few companies here that really good. Uh, even advertising and we have. I know some talents were really. Uh, worthy of working in any VFX uh, company in the world. But uh, again, I mean, after the decline of the currency, after the, the, the war, the, the non-security circumstances, most of the artists anyway, like they went everywhere. A lot of them went to Turkey, a lot of them went to Europe. And mm -hmm. a lot of them start their own business in Turkey. Uh, and they actually, they're, they're, they're like, uh, they're like doing some really good job. I'm, I'm hearing some really good news from everyone. So it's really a shame mm -hmm. that these uh, these resources, these uh, uh, 
these artists, these talents, uh, wasn't talents, invested yeah. here in 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 uh, in their home in their homeland. Really a shame. How is the situation now in Syria, if I may ask? Uh, well, we have electricity, water. How 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 is it? Well, electricity is mm -hmm. bad. I mean, uh, the place where I live, it's relatively good, but good means like six hours off uh, every day at least. While the other areas, they got, got mm. like four hours off, two, two hours on, um, five hours off, five, one hour on, depending on where you are living. And the internet is like, it's better than before, but it's still like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a decent one, but does not compare at all to any internet in any other country. I mean, like I have a line of four megabytes, while in UK you got like 100 megabytes of speed. Uh, even in Turkey, you got like 24 megabytes with a with a. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, prices is getting really high because of the declining of the of lira. Uh, there's a lot of uh, poor people who who desperately need helps. I mean, in 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 the level of food and and because of a lot of people lose their houses, they have to rent in in in, in different areas and renting is going up every day. So mm -hmm. there's all kind of troubles that you that you can imagine here. So yeah, it's it's bad. It's a bad situation. How, how do you manage to work in this in those conditions? Well, uh, I won't lie to you. Work is not uh, steady. It's uh, very very uh, like uh, on and off. I mean, I finish mm -hmm. a project and I wait like uh, I might I might wait for like a couple of months until I get another work. Uh, but what ha what helps me is that most of my works coming from um, outside Syria. So mm -hmm. I have a few connections and we get these projects with good prices comparing to here so we can support ourselves. Uh, last year last year were really horrible. Uh, the COVID-19 really hurt us in every aspect. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't much work and uh, travel restriction also killed everything. And still doing that right now, but I think it's 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 getting a little bit more open this this year. The the world is adapting, okay, a little bit. Uh, so I'm telling you, uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to get by. Uh, Basil, how did you discover your passion for VFX? Any movies, ads, or let's say video game projects uh, that sparked your interest in in the, yeah. in the field? Well, like like the rest of us. It's all start with watching a movie. Mm -hmm. So you get hooked, hooked by it. Like this is wow. How did they do that? And then you move on to like trying to make in something. Uh, I remember uh, the first movie I watched was in the in theater was with my uh, late uncle. He took us to watch RoboCop 2, me and my cousin. Mm -hmm. And uh, we enter in the middle of the movie, but they will let you stay there as long as you as you want when you pay the, your ticket. So I watched the second half, and then we watched the first half, and I was really <laughs> yeah, I was so really it's, uh, okay. I yeah, see. <laughs> I was a kid back then. Doesn't matter when you're a kid, everything is cool. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I really I really amazed by the the RoboCop two the villain. If you if you remember you I, I believe you watched the movie, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah it was really amazing that uh, machine gun in the the right hand and he was addicted to drug I think really really a nice piece of art uh, I really until now I enjoy watch it 
uh, I hope one day they'll do a remake with, for that specific sequel. So I really enjoyed it. I think they did. I did the, uh, they did the first they did one. The, the first one, yeah. There wasn't there wasn't a true villain like the second one. The second yeah, one yeah. really was great. They, they should they should do that. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's the first like sci-fi VFX movie that I watched, and I was really impressed. Uh, and I and I like movies and ga video games in general. So I keep watching movies, especially sci-fi movies. But the the real movie that really like triggered me was Terminator Two. I think that like. Mm -hmm. Probably also the rest of us. That that yeah. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That answer. movie dragged so many people to the. It's the same answer for all of a generation. Uh, <laughs> nothing new I here. Think, yeah, we we should. I don't know. You're running we out should. of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a tribute to James Cameron. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, really, steel, really. You know, for yeah, this movie. That liquid steel uh, character. That yeah, steel, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, amazing. I mean, that, this is what gets me to the industry. That, yes, ju yes. Just that particular shot. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. It was 1991. Believe that. It was 30 years ago. And still looks 30 great. years ago, that's exactly. unbelievable. Yes, yes, unbelievable. And it's still, it's, it aged very well, actually. It's, yeah, that's it the thing. Yeah, it still holds up. I mean, it does what it, exactly what it needs. And if you if you watch the making of, they they used every trick in the book to make it happen. It's not just CG, but it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing, really, really. Yeah, it was great. So uh, after that, uh, I, I I finished my high school and uh, and based on my grade, I in, I entered institute, uh, civil engineer assistance. And back mm -hmm. then, I didn't know what to do. I know that I like science, I like reading, and I like video games and movies. So that's it. So the first year, the first year of uh, my institute, they asked it to uh, to uh, create a project. I, I my, my my branch was the architect branch. It was civil engineering. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. So we asked to do a project. Uh, it's not a graduating mm -hmm. project. More of an exhibition project. Mm -hmm. And uh, back then, 3D Max was released, and some of my friends would start learning, and I was really like, why should I try to do this? So I rented uh, a PC. I didn't own a PC back mm -hmm. then. I rented one. And my project was to create a 3D image of a house. And mm -hmm. I start learning, and um, I was learning, and, and, and my project keep evol keeps evolving. So why not... Uh, do some uh, images from inside rooms. Why not dividing into rooms? Okay, why not putting some texturing? Okay, I'm gonna learn to do some texturing. Why not uh, doing some furniture? I will try to like do some 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 more uh, modeling techniques. Suddenly, uh, the project become a video with cameras inside and outside the house, with some editing and some nice music. Uh, and and when I showed them in the exhibition back then in, in 2000, uh, not 2000, 1999, late 1999, they were all impressed. Like this was like something really new for them. So mm -hmm. I, suddenly it's like clicked. Uh, this is what I wanted to do. This is the thing that I wanted to do. And it started it start with architect, move on to animation and VFX. And here we are 20 years <laughs> later on uh, doing the same thing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... When you, when you when you first so did you so you you did uh, you you studied architecture right? Uh, I studied civil engineer uh, assistant basically civil yes okay. civil yeah it's it's architect but it's not uh, uh, it's more of a foundation of buildings and uh, so yeah yeah, yeah. It, so let's say your 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 studies is not related to VFX so you basically not learn exactly. VFX by not, yourself not really no but it's actually you're it a self-made man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the reason 
as I told you, this project was the the what what crystallized things for me. Like this is this is mm. it. That's that's how it's done. That's how I'm gonna do it. Uh, and, and I didn't work as a civil engineer assistant at all. But I start like especially the first uh, two or three years, I start working on architect project uh, mm-hmm. because very related to my to my work. Uh, but mostly like more of a decoration uh, uh, projects, more of a uh, creating uh, exterior designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Then I moved on to animation and, and VFX. Amazing. Okay. Uh, when you first start applying to work in VFX, do you remember how many places you have applied for? Or sorry, how many places do have you you have applied to? Uh, yeah. Um, before two thousand and nine. Um, I don't recall applying to a lot of uh, studios um, outside the Gulf and outside um, Syria, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. is, there were two reasons. The first reason is that like these studios were like, <laughs> especially then where our experience wasn't that much, we were always like thinking that they are doing some, <coughs> sorry, some really <coughs> magic work there. It's, it's outside our, it's, it's, it's not in our league, to be honest. Especially when yeah, you are not in Europe, uh, so I didn't I didn't apply a lot, uh, but surprisingly, uh, after two thousand and nine, uh, and after the that very uh, inflation of historical movies in Hollywood mm-hmm. and historical drama in 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 Syria, it mm-hmm. was like between uh, nineteen ninety six I believe to two thousand and six. Uh, this mm-hmm. period of ten year, of ten years, uh, there was something like uh, really great about crowd simulation. That um, I mean, w- w- me and my friends, the people who worked in the same industry, we know how to do a character. We know how to create fur. Like we know at least, even if we don't know how exactly we do it, uh, we mm-hmm. know that this is how it's done. We can like uh, put it in our mind and like uh, this is how it's done. But it's done on a higher level for uh, like vis- visual effects movies. Yeah. and stuff like that so we're like uh we have some conciliation with ourselves like it it's it's in our league but when lord of the rings like first appears and uh, <clears throat> and troy especially troy for me at least we're looking at those these crowd shots and we have no ideas how this is happening what are they like mm-hmm. are they like animating each character or like duplicating each character what kind of uh what kind of, of hardware they have what so it's like Something really new. So uh, in 2009, uh, I was a supervisor at one of the companies here in Syria, and the boss asked me to like, we want to do a crowd simulation shot. I told him that this is only for big uh, companies. We don't have nearly the resource to do this. He said, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do it. <laughs> we need it on our showreel. <laughs> yeah. So somehow I, I was mentally like, uh, start to prepare myself to that a few years ago. Like I want to do this. And when I start doing it, and it actually worked, eventually we did the very simple shot. I knew that things going to change. <clears throat> I knew that mm-hmm. this is probably my ticket to get into uh, an international work. So from this moment, I'm, I'm trying to relate that to your question. From 2009 or 2010, when I have my first crowd simulation shot done by myself, by myself uh, each time I apply, I get some notification. I'm not, I'm, mm. They're not ghosting me. 
You see what I mean? Yes, <coughs> They're not yes, yes. They need crowds, uh, technical directors, and there are very few in the world. So uh, they always like, there's an option. There's probably an interview, even if it didn't work for some reason, the visa reason, whatever it is, uh, I start to be on the map. So, uh, mm-hmm. so the first thing I did, I, 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 uh, I sent an email to Digital Tutors, if you remember, it's, it's now called Laurel Site. Uh, and I told them I, oh, want to yeah. Do, yeah, I want to do a tutorial about cross simulation. I noticed that you don't have any. And surprisingly, they went back to me and said, yeah, why not? Let's do a phone call just to see your English. And, uh, let's, and I, I did three tutorials uh, for crowd simulation using Massive. And from that moment, I, I didn't have this trouble of applying. When I apply, I, I, I get noticed. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's because you're you were you were an instructor in a, in a big uh... yeah I I I'm I'm on the map now. Even if I didn't yeah, work on, exactly. a, on a visual effects company, they can see that I have my portfolio and uh, mm-hmm. I did something that proved my experience. So uh, and that's also come in handy when you come to I I did a historical uh, series on on 2016. Uh, I did mm-hmm. the crowd shots for this historical series, and it was the the first Arabic historical series that have crowd shots. As far as I know, uh, it was called Al Imam. Uh, it was only on Qatar TV. Uh, I think Omar mm-hmm. had some some uh, some uh, crowd simulation shots, but I can't recall it like uh, properly. And it has way way better budget than us. But that was also a good step. So I'm, you see, it's I'm kind of like jumping from one one. Uh, one step to another to like put myself uh, as much as I can on the map. So uh, again, applying wasn't a problem after after uh, becoming a crowd uh, simulation specialist. But before, I didn't even apply to other companies rather than Gulf and and uh, and Syria. Okay. Uh, did your work experience at MPC live up to your expectations? Uh, you mean my work experience as like, did I felt myself fit into uh, MPC or the, the other way around? So basically it's mainly because before MPC you were a freelancer working from home or for like, uh, let's say local companies or... Exactly, uh, yeah. Company from the Gulf and then yes. after, after, and then you, you, you worked at MPC. What's, yes. do, do you know what's the difference or and is it did the work at MPC live up to expectations in terms of quality and the uh, pipeline yes. and yes uh, working with MPC uh, was really amazing I'm not trying to do an ad for anyone uh, I'm just trying to be fair um, yeah, yeah yes uh, the, the major the major differences there was the, the pipeline uh, mm-hmm. because f- in my mind, uh, before I get into MPC, pipeline means that uh, putting files with their respected uh, conventions names on their folders with the right mm-hmm. paths. So the whole project is, uh, is structured together. But mm-hmm. uh, when I work with MPC and uh, you know how it goes, you have like uh, a whole division with, 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 with separated softwares that guarantee to take all your work, whatever it is, and gather it together with other works into uh, mm-hmm. a, a certain shot, and then go and get it to render. <clears throat> this is this is probably the magic ingredients that uh, I had no idea about before I get into MPC. This is, I mean, mm. when I saw that, I knew that how how can you build uh, an amazing top-notch movies uh, with a, with a perfect VFX 
uh, like that. I mean, uh, I know how to avoid these problems that we all had it before, like we get into big companies. So the pipeline was the really uh, magic things that I that really really uh, I was amazed about, uh, mm-hmm. and of course uh, I learned like a lot from there. There was a lot of supporting. All the leads are supportive, really supportive, and there mm-hmm. was uh, really focusing on getting your work as perfect as possible. Not as perfect as possible. It had to be perfect. Really, there's uh, a few times my shot like there's a click here. There's a click here, like something, it, it will definitely never be noticed. But I learned uh, that the combination of all this will give you the perfect result that, that leads to Oscar. Yeah, you're pushing the details exactly. as much as you can. Exactly, exactly. And with this pipeline, you can get experience, we can, you can get talents with all their works, with all their flaws, and gather it together uh, to, 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 to assemble a great team and, and get that great job into the work. So uh, uh, I would say... Working with MPC was great experience, and I tried to mm-hmm. live up to their expectation and the expectation of everyone else. We all worked hard. When I get in, I got in, everyone is like uh, clicking on the keyboard, like uh, everyone is, is in rush with time. So when I sat down and, and uh, I felt that everyone is working to get this shot great, so I have to do my part mm-hmm. in, do, in also getting this shot great. You feel the responsibility, you feel uh, you, you are working on a movie, you know for sure it's going to at least nominate it for an Oscar, okay? And it was, it actually was a surprise that it, it didn't won the Oscar. So when you, you do that, uh, everything's changed. You, your whole mentality is changing. So you can like, you, you adapt to this new pipeline, new, new environment of works. Uh, so yeah, it was great and I learned a lot of it. It's, it's a completely different experience. Uh, Besser, in your opinion, uh, opinion, sorry, what's the biggest asset uh, to be able to work in those studios? The first thing I think, the greatest thing is to put uh, a great title under your belt. So when you are working on something like Transformers or Jurassic World or whatever it is, you are like, um, how can I put it? Uh, you are registered, like this guy worked on Triple A movies he know the drill, he know how it works, he know all about this pipeline. Uh, so you have a way better chance on, on get hired again. Mm-hmm. And second thing, your showreel, this is, will add a lot to your showreel. This, the, the, the title and the, the shots that you worked on will add a lot to your showreel because you are, you're not working alone, you're working uh, with a combination of probably uh, a thousand person. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's probably a hundred person who worked on this shot that you are part of it. But when you put it in your showreel, uh, it becomes your shot. People will look at it and appreciate it and give this credit to you. While it's actually, it's divided between all the people who works on. Mm-hmm. So it's way better than working with yourself or in a very, very small company uh, to create some, some good shot or some really good shot. Uh, people eventually won't say that you did this with, with four people and with a couple of PCs. And you did the other shots with like hundreds of people. Uh, they will appreciate the shot itself. So this is the first thing you get. You get something great on a credit size, on a credit side. Like this guy worked on this company and this movies mm-hmm. on this guy, on this level of work. And the second thing is you get the experience of uh, working in a team within a pipeline. So uh, that will get you to know things better. Uh, 
and 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 you will be able to like develop yourself even even later on if you want to start your own business you will think things differently you will know how to think like uh, big studio uh, thinking um, and also you will get to know a lot of uh, people uh, from your own community mm -hmm. uh, connections is always great uh, you might even uh, be considered for other divisions and other disciplines mm -hmm. uh, within the same company if you are a generalist which is something that actually is happening with me at the moment uh, and also um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the experience itself was really great. Uh, there was a work pressure, but there wasn't an environment pressure. Mm. I mean, probably this is for this is for my experience. Maybe yeah. other other places have some environment pressure, but uh, the work the work pressure to do things as perfect as it can get, and at the same time, there's a lot of smiling faces, uh, a lot of people just offering help, uh, a lot of people welcome you. Uh, celebrating your birthday out of nowhere, <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of things. It's a, it's a really cool 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 place to work, and yeah, really. Perfect. Is the is the VFX community helpful in your opinion? In general, I mean online or absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Everyone everyone's there. Everyone is putting. If you if you search on YouTube, you can you can practically learn uh, almost everything within our <clears throat> industry, at least to start and be a, a, a more be more than a medium guy, be more like a, a professional and experienced guy. You can learn whatever you want on YouTube. A lot of people putting their tutorials, mm -hmm. a lot of people answering questions uh, through blogs and, and, uh, and websites, and uh, a lot of people ready to help you in, in anything. Mm -hmm. So yes, absolutely, absolutely. VFX community is is uh, in terms of individuals and good spirit, uh, it's great. We have some. I remember in the '90s <laughs> when I start like working on this. Uh, sometimes you ask people questions and they don't answer you. It's like like it's it's more of a of a career secrets. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, State there wasn't secret. like limited... <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> there was like uh, so you have to like try to get a book out of here and there like and it was really rare here in Syria so when I did when I did that to, to conquer that like I went to the documentation uh, of 3d max and mm -hmm. start translating me and my friend from start to finish now things are different uh, everyone's friendly everyone's ready to answer your questions uh, YouTube is filled with with, uh, with 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 videos about all disciplines and all examples and making of uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a great day for, for, for this industry. Amazing. Uh, Bessel, would you ever like, or is it a goal of yours to produce uh, your own work or project? It could be a movie or <coughs> game or whatever. Or painting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did that actually. I did that. Um, I produced for other, like a very, very mini series, cartoonish series. Mm -hmm. I like uh, a couple of times. I did that a couple of times. Write a script to direct everything, and and, and even got into animation and like uh, worked with a couple, of, like a small team, if you can call it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually created a short movie in two thousand and four. It's called uh, Alien Breakout, I think. Mm -hmm. Alien Break. I'm not sure of the, the. It's just I was really fascinated by the Alien series, mm -hmm. so I did a small movie. Uh, about an alien runaway from a base, 
there was other two characters, but the people who works with me like withdraw from the from the project. So I I rewrite everything and make it like just one character, which is the alien. So I can do it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did that before, and I would like to do that. Uh, I would love to do that, but um, I mean, it's 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 hard to do it unless you want to do it like on your own cost. I I love short yeah, movies. Yeah, I really yeah, love course. short movies. But uh, short movies, to be honest, it doesn't pay well because there's nothing, you're not gonna, gonna publish it. You're not gonna sell it. So when you have to do this, you have to be ready to, like, this is a completely artistic work and it probably to draw attention to yourself. But there's not gonna be any, any incomes, most likely, out of this. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, but you have to start somewhere, right? Uh, I understand, I said, but, yeah, but again, because I, I, don't I think did that already. Any, any yeah, director or, or producer would start having money straight away from his, his first project. So exactly, we exactly. have to but learn, I mean, as, as, I mean, we or someone who wants exactly. to, to do his own project, he has to start somewhere, right? Exactly. But as I mentioned before, in the last 10 years, uh, it's all about surviving. I have, yeah. to, I, have to take, I have to take into consideration uh, uh, the income. Because mm. uh, now I'm supporting a family, uh, it's a different thing. I'm not like that uh, 20 years uh, old person who doesn't have any responsibility and want to do things for art, which I was before, and I did that. Yeah, yeah. So when, it, when a chance comes, and, and there's, a, if there's a good chance uh, to like doing something like that, when I feel like I'm uh, comfortable in, in, in some aspect and I have some, some luxury in time and, 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 uh, and funding mm -hmm. to do that, I would love to do that. And I have... I wrote a lot of scripts for short movies, uh, actually, and I did write a script for a series, a cartoonish series. It's all stacked there, <laughs> but uh, I didn't, I didn't fool myself. I said, if, it, if, if a good chance comes and we can produce any of these, then it's fine. If not, it's also fine. I mean, this is life. Uh, it, it doesn't always come as, as, you, as you expected. You yeah. have to take responsibility. And uh, we're probably from the same generation of Halim. As I mentioned, when you are, uh, you have a family. Uh, yeah. You mentioned you have a family, and I have a family. These are responsibility that comes above everything. No, of course. And this is something you don't you don't relate to until you actually have a family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You start working with this, you feel that this is going to be your life. Your whole life is going to be around you creating of creating the best VFX or animation possible. Once you have a family, once you like start having kids. You feel that this is the true life, and everything else is. Uh, yeah, it's a huge responsibility. Or, or you can say to your exactly. family, "Yeah, hey, you know what? I want to and do you're short movie." And with that, you you like it. <laughs> you're surprised that you actually liked it. <laughs> surprised yeah. that, okay, VFX is now second to my kids. Like, and I'm completely happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Not a very not a very inspiration <laughs> speech, I think, <laughs> for artists. <laughs> Uh, what skills do you think would help you improve your work? Uh, let's say it could be photography or painting or even, I don't know. Yes. Anything? Well, I start, yeah. I, I, I used to draw a little bit when I was uh, young. And mm -hmm. as you expected, I drawed like all the kinds of animals and, and, and monsters and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, posters from gaming, like nothing real, nothing real. I, I always like to have uh, 
imaginative things. I, I, I hate when I draw, I hate to draw anything real. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I didn't continue that and my drawing like is really bad for now. Uh, I think the, the, the skill that I have is, um, um, I would say, I would say an eye for, for directing. That's, okay. that's the, 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 yeah. That's what I, what, I, what I got benefit from. I watched a lot of movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I, I reached a point where I can predict where the camera is coming from now and what's going to happen next, even if the movie is completely new. Uh, and I can like get some mistakes. I can always say like this, you know what? This, this script could be much better. This, uh, this angle is better. This chapter is, is very long. So I can apply that even on the smallest shot. I try to like give it... Uh, a small cinematic uh, uh, feeling, even if it's not related, even if it's like uh, a completely industrial work, like mm-hmm. let's say. For example, the last work I did was uh, uh, a 3D guide for uh, traffic, uh, for uh, uh, traffic, uh, traffic regulations. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it wasn't like, it doesn't require a lot of artistic as much as uh, uh, committing to the traffic rules when you like getting your 3D cars to, to, to work on the street. And still, I tried to like, give the, the the best cameras possible in certain areas when we like not talking about something specific mm-hmm. uh so i think this is this is the skill i have uh yeah writing probably writing is a very good skill i think i i, I believe i i own uh Basil, how have things changed since the pandemic started uh how did you adapt to the crisis well uh pandemic is was something unexpected uh, really um uh, the major problem is uh, after I went back from UK, I was like um, willing to to participate in other projects, even if it was temporary, even if I'm not going to settle down in other countries. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, uh, and and to be honest, there's a lot of talking right now with with many studios, but uh, pandemic is killing a lot of my ch- my chances. Really, mm. travel restrictions, especially to Canada, is is making visa even even harder to get. Uh, so it, it's, it was unexpected and it was really hard to, to, to like business wise, I'm saying mm. in Syria, I don't think there's a lot of infestation, uh, because unfortunately we are an isolated country. So there's not much of people coming and going to Syria. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. So there, there, there wasn't much of an infestation and we start getting vaccine now. Uh, there was a time of quarantine that I did some good use in it, uh, to like, uh, start creating my, my uh, Houdini crowds techniques. Uh, so I, I, I try not to waste time at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, but uh, in business-wise, it was really, really uh, bad, really bad. Uh, y- you keep getting this problem with, with traveling and projects keeps delaying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was bad. Adapting was to like stay home and pray Allah, like, please lift this curse over this world and, and try to use your time with the, with the best way possible. Uh, Vessel, we're going to the last chapter of our, of our episode. Uh, so now let's wind up, let's wind back, sorry. Uh, can you give us a glimpse uh, into growing up in Syria? Well, uh, <clears throat> well, Syria is not, it's not a rich country and it's definitely not from, it's not Europe, it's not US. 
we got problems like uh, since forever. So uh, growing up was like I was a normal kid. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. I was living in the same building with my uncle and my grandmother and my aunt and all this. So I was always surrounded with family. Uh, I was growing in a city called Duma. It's a very nice city. Uh, I had some close friends there and uh, we used to have all kind of activities. Uh, and from, from when I was like a little boy, I was really interested in inventing things, drawing. Uh, I felt like I'm going to work something like different. I'm not going to work on something like um, uh, ordinary. Uh, like it's going to be something. It's going to be something different. The way mm -hmm. I think and the, the way I the, my interests. Uh, I, I always felt like I was born a, a generation behind uh, because the things I was talking about and I was liking uh, my same generation wasn't very much related to. Especially in talking about movies and video games, as I mentioned mm -hmm. before, computer science and all this. But the generation after that, the generation who was born after me, like 10 years uh, or later, were more like into this stuff. So uh, the common language was better. Still, I have some really great, good friends. Uh, and we always like have all kinds of activities. But we always look for something different. I mean, uh, there wasn't much choices, you see. Uh, for example, when you talk about cinema, you're talking about one lousy cinema, especially back then. Uh, that mm -hmm. was like putting a movie like after it's released in, in a year or so, and it's repeating that movie all over again. So you have to go to VHS, rented copied VHS to like watch a movie. Uh, when you're mm -hmm. talking about sports uh, uh, and gyms, you don't talk about <coughs> fancy equipments and uh, authorized trainers to like train you. You're most likely talking about uh, a basement somewhere with some uh, uh, mattress on, on the ground and uh, someone who's trying really hard to, to train you as best possible he, uh, skills he can. So again, we try to like get whatever we can uh, out of uh, our childhood, but uh, resources were very limitless, very limit, limited, sorry. And um, we're always looking for something better. A lot of us, most of us, and especially me, we're, we were like, we were thinking we're never gonna stay in Syria. We have to like travel uh, and get our career uh, outside. And that's happened actually for most of my friends. Uh, most of mm -hmm. them, even before the, the war, went to Emirates and uh, and 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 they are they're working there, still working there. Uh, so yeah, we had we had some some routine life, and surprisingly, it changed on 2011 for the worst. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm missing that routine. I'm missing that routine actually. <laughs> now it's all exciting. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what media have you grown, grew up watching, listening to? Um, any books or stories uh, told by family, family members that uh, uh, hold a special place in your view? Well, uh, I used to read a lot when I was younger, really a lot. I mean, uh, I don't remember how many books or what books. Uh, I used to read even if I'm, if I'm eating. <laughs> that, of course, <laughs> and until I start working on VFX, and when you start working on VFX animation, <laughs> you only oh, have to read for this industry. You can't, you can't educate yourself on anything else. Otherwise, you will be wasting <laughs> time. 
So uh, yeah, uh, I used to to like uh, scientific books. I actually, um, I think one of the things that uh, that helped me was uh, my good English. And my good English, the only explanation for that is uh, that I was uh, uh, originally a good Arabic reader. So when I watch a movie. Uh, I look at the translation uh, and the subtitles and I read it like really fast so I think my brain like really matches between between that that subtitle and the and the English uh, English talking so suddenly I have this this really good English out of nowhere and that helped me actually uh, so yeah watching a lot of movies sci-fi movies horror movies reading a lot of scientific books specifically uh, reading a lot of Superman magazine uh, surprisingly, mm -hmm. we comic had books. we had some of those. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the only comic books available, but it was good enough for me. Uh, I know a lot about DC, while because there wasn't any Spider-Man or or, or 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 Hulk comic books coming to Syria. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about Marvel before, like before, like we watched the the Spider movie itself. While DC, I know all the guys, uh, all the characters. So comic books was really something. There was this one magazine uh, with old issues, of course, but that would, that didn't matter to me. Sometimes I get half of the story, and and later on I get uh, the first half again. <laughs> uh, like yes, so it wasn't like something regular. Like you can go and get the issue for every month. No, you go and you know what? We got these magazines. Do you want to see any? Do you want to get any? Okay, I'll get those. I'll get those. Uh, yeah. So comic books really helped in a way uh, scientific books really helped in a way I was listening to music uh, not as much as today I'm not I'm not listening that much actually but back then I was I really liked uh, uh, rock music uh, yeah. I, I used I loved Iron Maiden a lot this was like uh, one of my favorite band uh, mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's it I mean a lot of media yeah great uh, any public figure that you grew up uh, looking up to? Uh, public figure. Um, <clears throat> I really, I really can't think of any except like Prophet Muhammad peace upon him. Like this is the, the this is the one and only figure for all Muslims. But beyond that, uh, I, I I learned that each figure has its own flaws. So if you have if you have if you have a if you have someone to look up to look up to him in 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 his in his craft or in his uh career for for example if you like if you like a movie for james cameron then you like james cameron the director you don't know james yeah. Car james cameron characters you don't know this guy what, what kind of guy he is yeah you you you, you know him through his exactly. work exactly but yeah. but you definitely know that he's a great director that's that's the way i'm, I'm trying to like keep measuring people uh so yeah, I mean, in terms of directing, like I like James Cameron movies a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he he's the one like who pioneered the the, the visual effects, and uh, I like Steven Spielberg movies. He's a guy who know mm -hmm. how to make a movie uh, uh, like complete in all aspect. It could be uh, it could be fun and it could be artistically great. Could have great frames and and he can use the best visual effects possible. And it's all in one movie. That's also. Uh, that's also one of the greatest directors. Uh, uh, Tim Burton movies <laughs> has its own <laughs> style. I mean, it's it's you feel like he's doing a movie for himself. 
<laughs> but but <laughs> accidentally everybody else liked it but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, is great because which is great, when people yeah. like it that means that yeah. they generate money yeah and yeah. then we, we will have more of it yeah suddenly you're doing something you like and people want to give you money for that that's that's a really good thing <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember uh, the first Batman and the second Batman. Yeah. A lot of people said this is not a Batman movie. This is a Tim Burton movie, which happened to have a Batman in it. But <laughs> yeah, but it's still it's still great. Yeah, uh, I liked I liked like I always love mystery movies, uh, more of a dark style uh, things. I mean, I, I like. I like the Marvel's comics and, and, and movies, don't get me wrong, they are, they are fantastic. But uh, like Batman and Superman will always have this, this, this special place uh, because they have like, their, their, their own like um, dark issues. I mean, uh, it's not a party. <laughs> it's not like, well, let's go yeah, and the I really liked, uh, I, I, I agree with you in a way in here because I really liked... Uh, Nolan's trilogy of Batman. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic uh, one. Yeah, it's it's something. Yeah, really, I think it's, it's in my opinion, it's one of the best uh, interpretation of comic books. It is the best. It is the best. It is it is separated from. I think it's a DC world, but I don't consider it like, like like the DC yeah, movies we, we that feel, we watch. We it. feel like close it's something, to it. Something, you know, we, yeah, we can relate to it. I exactly, don't know how, exactly. but he he grounded he grounded Batman into. Uh, I think he did the same like Tim Burton. He did some. He did a movie. A Nolan movie, which have a Batman in it, but the result that he gave us the most realistic Batman possible. I mean, if Batman mm. is going to exist in the real world, this is how it's, it is the closest can have it. And of course, uh, Heath Ledger Joker was uh, astonishing. I mean, really, The Dark Knight is is one of my favorite movies. It's it's one of my. I think I have a, probably a list of ten movies. Uh, this is within the the first three. I think. It's it's mm -hmm. it's uh, completely rewatchable, re like tens of times. You can watch it tens of times. And I remember I was in UA when I watched it. I, I, I was in Dubai, so I watched the movie. And after that, like for a month, we all go to cinema. All my friends going to watch a certain movie, and I'm going to watch The Dark Knight again. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that movie was amazing. Uh, any any par particular director or uh, artist? Would you like you you would like to work with, past or present? Uh, well, it's uh, as I mentioned. As I mentioned, I mean, I I would love in terms of BFX, of course. I would I would love to work with James Cameron movie. I mean, uh, I mean, he he always each movie he he put. He gave he he gave that that VFX industry a, a push. I mean, the Avatar movie was. I'm not going to talk about the plot, uh, or, or some say that it's a, more of a generic plot. The Avatar, there's nothing, nothing special about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I mean, the, the exactly story-wise, it's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. Terminator, amazing. Terminator series and Aliens uh, is the best camera movie ever. And yeah, that, I mean, Terminator is 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 a, it's a uh, for me it's a complete movie because the story is working and the VFX exactly. are there exactly. to justify the story. And even Abyss. Or let's say to help the director tell the, his story. So that's why it's a, for me, in my at least in my view, it's a, it's a perfect movie in that regard exactly exactly and even even uh, the abyss i think you 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 know that movie that movie yeah that movie it, it's actually it didn't uh, do well on on the office book on the office books but i think i think because it, it lacks a better villain 
<coughs> like Terminator and Aliens. But but in terms of, of, of directing, in terms of visual effects, I mean, it, it was great, and it was in the 80s. You remember that scene where you have this water uh, face yeah, CG? Yeah, yeah. That was in the 80s. This is this is really impressing. This is really impressing. This is this is. Yeah, the movie was. Uh, I mean, was great. it, it I was. I don't know if, when was that actually? Uh, it 80s, 80s, late 80s. Believe it is or it not. 80s or 90s. 80s. I'm I'm positive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's 1989. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you, yeah. you get the, this CG uh, almost a character uh, effect uh, in a movie like that. It was amazing. So James Cameron is fantastic. Peter Jackson, I like Peter Jackson because he adds a lot of epic into this world, whether it was mm. creatures or 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 or, uh, or armies. I mean, nowadays I think it's it's a little bit related to to VFX houses rather than director because uh, I remember like John Favaro when he first directed Iron Man, he was clueless about VFX and still the, the visual effects were fantastic. I think now yeah, the director is, is only job regarding the visual effects is to decide when to shoot and when to put a CG and now he can he can he can comfortably put it all into CG if it was in the right hands and he can assist whether he likes it or not and how to but the techniques itself now the VFX uh, studios uh, uh, can completely do it they they know how to do it now we like like they perfect this this craft uh, to to a limit that uh, mm. All directors can add a fantastic visual effect safely to their their movies. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking this a lot for for granted. Like, I, I, I make it look like it's easier than it, it it is, but it becomes more easier and common to add visual effects nowadays. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the technology is super advanced now. Of course, I uh, I would say we could we could do most of things. Of course, it depends on the budget and the time. Of course, I'm talking but, about uh, I'm, I'm talking about AAA movies with like uh, yeah even 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 so because when you see like Avatar back on the days like it's ten years ago now yeah when it got released when you saw those navies they they look great they looked great back yes. then yes yes but but, but again but again yes yes sorry yes yes again again uh, from now on I think all all visual effects movies with these kind of budget should stood up the time. I mean, if you have Jurassic yeah. Park, the first Jurassic Park in 1993 still looks great. The, the dinosaur still looks real. Then there's no excuses for, for, for big budget movies. I, I, don't, I, I don't know about this because if I, if I watch now, I watched recently uh, like Jurassic Park. The, yeah, the, the movie aged very well as well as Terminator 2. But like uh, I watched movies that got released five to ten years ago. They don't look as good as <laughs> as we think they looked back then. I don't know why, but they they did they did not like aged that well. That's that's correct because uh, believe it or not, Jurassic World, the first Jurassic Park, the only CG was five minutes length. You believe that? It was five minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good mix because be, between animatronics. And exactly the, uh, because Steven Spielberg knows how to when and 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 where and how to use yeah, those, exactly. those those effects. Okay. And he knows what he wants, okay? So they didn't go into extra details and make it look fake. I mean, the dinosaur, you don't have you don't have creatures with hair, let's say, okay? So so he didn't take any chances. They 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 were only created this dinosaur because they confirmed that's going to look real, right? 
yeah, but, yeah. but also, let's say a movie like, uh, and of course, you have to remember that you're assisting now based on your professional eye. All right. So, yeah, of course, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, you will definitely discover a lot of mistakes that others didn't. But uh, let's say, let's take another example, like the the King Kong remake on two thousand and and five. Of course, there's yeah. there's there are shots. Peter that, Jackson movie. Yes, exactly. There are shots that certain shots that I can like catch few mistakes on it because like my eye becomes an expert. But I still think that's the best. Good, the best monster movie looking ever. I mean, I, I like it more than the the new, uh, for, let's say Godzilla versus Kong, which was great, uh, by the way. But that movie, yeah, I did not see the, I did not watch it's, again. It's really great. I, I have to rewatch the P Peter Jackson's. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's fantastic. But the, again, they did a fantastic job on visual effects. They did a fantastic job hmm. on 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 shooting. A lot of attention to details and and. Uh, and Weta Digital is a great studio in terms of creatures. That's like I mean, that's they're they're doing that like I mean, even Lord of the Rings, which is like twenty years now, almost twenty years, it still look fantastic. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I was not a big fan of the Hobbits, but uh, I enjoyed watching the at least the trilogy. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. first trilogy was. Uh, it was, was amazing, great, especially it was back amazing. then. Everything like like I mean, everything. Crowd working. crowd work was impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah, crowds. Yeah, this is. I mean, Lord of the Rings and probably Troy. Troy has has a fantastic crowds. Yeah, and it was yeah. done by MPC, by the way. Uh, it has this shot where all well, two armies like colliding with each with each other, and there was mm. definitely a lot of probably heavy work on AI or an action and reaction. So those movies, those actually. Some of the moves again that that makes me like to know what more about crowd works. I mean, <laughs> amazing. So uh, I will add two questions, and I think that's it, because otherwise we can finish tomorrow. I know. Sure, that. no worries, no worries, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we have to stop it at some point. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how do you see the future of the industry, Basil? Well, in terms of. Uh... Of production, uh, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of inflation. Uh, in addition to theaters, which are going to, op to be open sooner or later, there is now streaming services, which requires tons and tons of of of, uh, of, uh, of series and movies. Um, there's a little problem, from my perspective, in terms of the values uh, that these movies holds. Um, I don't want to get into a lot of details, so we don't we don't want to get into a lot of controversial about this. But mm -hmm. I think the 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 values of 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 of, uh, of good and evil it's becoming very blurry, and um, we reach a point where like sometimes I feel we glorify evil. <laughs> so that's in terms <laughs> of of cinema in general. And VFX yeah, is yeah. yeah VFX is like the strongest thing now in terms of I mean. Most of the movies who makes monies for for the producers is based on VFX. Let's not let's not uh, uh, fool ourselves. I mean, there's a lot of great movies with great actors, uh, with Oscar worthies, and it had a lot of great rank between audience and credits. But they're not gonna get money uh, as much as the uh, let's say the Avengers or the Lion King. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. they're not relying a lot of acting. Means it's it's becoming like more of a divisions of, of industries. These kind of movies, the VFX movies that a lot of people like and love and enjoy, 
will have to finance the other kinds of movies uh, the, the, the highly acclaimed critics want. And sometimes yeah. you have this great, amazing visual effects movies that have also a high ranking critics. So industry is getting great. There's a lot of way to, to produce and, and, and sell your products through streaming or st through uh, theaters in the future, hopefully. Before we finish, uh, is there anything you'd like to say to, young, to younger artists in the industry and beyond that are, you, uh, are doubting their capacity to achieve their goals? Well, uh, first of all, I want to tell anyone who wants to get into the industry, are you ready for that? Because as cool as it is, it is very cool. It's one of the coolest work in the world. It's very demanding. It's very consuming. It's going to eat a lot of your time and your memory and your health. That, I mean, I mean... I want to be inspiring as much as I can, but but this is the truth. So it's it requires a lot of, lot of hard working, okay. Uh, and I also want to say like um, keep developing yourself, take care of your showreel. If you're working in a project or with a company that doesn't have some cool materials to put on, I understand that you need to work to put food on the table, but you have then to work on your showreel even separately, even by your own, okay? Because your showreel is your degree. This is the thing that's going to give you a job or, or not. And also, um, if you are a worthy alien, such as your guests, and you're living in some country, and you're hoping for a chance uh, to work in, 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 uh, with some, some great uh, studios, it can happen, but don't put your eggs in, in, in one basket. Just try to keep, keep your eye on the local market to... Uh, to like prepare yourself for, because that might happen and might not happen. Uh, you have to be realistic about this. And always love your work and take care of your shots. I mean, and hopefully the good, and the good work is gonna get you something. And one last thing, this is something important. Uh, look at the content that you are working on. You are an artist, not a tool. So, you, so if, you, if, you, if you have a project or you have an offer for some content that you think it, it, uh, it doesn't agree with your values, with your principles. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, don't work on, on some projects that, uh, that deliver a message that you, that you don't believe in. Okay, so it's, it's, it's not like, hey, I, I, my job here is to work and, and that's it. No, you have, to, you have to work according to your values and principles. So, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's it, all I can say. And good luck for everyone. Thank you very much. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, well, really, I really, think... I really enjoyed that, uh, Abdel Halim, and I really will have Amazing. a chance one day to meet in person. Who knows? I like, would it love might to. Be, that it might be, be soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to meet you. Yes. I would love to meet you one yes, day. Yes, then and, we uh, can like yeah, talk like more. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, we can we can talk for hours. I know that yeah, we are both passionate. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we can. I I know the the, the episode could could last. Hours yeah, or exactly. Even days. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, we can't do that. <laughs> yes. 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 Definitely. Definitely. I think that it was. It's really not humanly possible to edit five days. Yes. Actually, days I think you're gonna regret a lot of questions after <laughs> while you're editing. <laughs> you're learning <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> exactly. I'm learning. I'm learning how to be an editor. <laughs> Bessel, I thank you very, very much for this. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, talking with you today. 
uh hope we do pre-record who knows <laughs> <laughs> who knows yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no, maybe maybe this time uh, uh again maybe this time it will happen like in person who knows yeah hopefully <laughs> like, next so, time it's either we hopefully the next time we meet properly hope so yes yes most likely yes inshallah i think thank you very much again. That the pandemic is gone and everything will be like a little bit more better I hope so. We hope so. Hope so. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much, Bessie. Thank you very much. Thank you, Abdul Halim. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much, everyone, and uh, see you soon. Bye bye.